podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily Podcast on the Cricket Badger. James Butler, thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of the BBL Daily. Snapping up the right mortgages for you at Blue Croc Money on Twitter. We've seen a really good game today. Well, it's been fairly one-sided to be honest, but Adelaide Strikers fans will be delighted that they've picked up the four points today. 197 for five they made, but 115 all out for the Brisbane Heat. And to join me to talk about that game, it's Ash Turner and Naman Shah. And Naman, we'll start with you, Adelaide Strikers. That was pretty comprehensive, wasn't it? To win by 82 runs in T20 cricket, that's fairly one-sided. Pretty much, I felt they went too hard and uh, some exceptional batting, especially at the top. The start they got from Betrold and uh, both Kerry, uh, they just took away right from the first ball. And uh, yes, uh, it was a good decision to open with Kerry. They had uh, some brilliant batsmen uh, down the order with Ed, uh, Rainshaw and all uh, following them up. So they had the license to make the impact in the starting overs itself and they did it best and uh, just a brilliant start and uh, good to see Kerry back in form and uh, getting this first 100 of the BBL. Uh, I feel uh, yesterday he was released by Ponting so he might reconsider the decision for Delhi but overall just a brilliant batting uh, performance uh, by Adelaide and uh, close to 200 runs. I felt uh, the game was sealed in the first innings itself. Yeah, Alex Kerry released by Ricky Ponting. They have got Rich Pant, so they've got a decent keeper there and, and a, a batsman there in his stead. But Alex Carey, I, I presume, will go into the auction of the IPL. And Ash, 101 of 62 balls, 10 fours, three sixes for the uh, wicketkeeper batsman. That's not a bad um, way to put yourself in the shop window for other T20 franchise tournaments. No, he's done really well today. Looked very good throughout. Never really looked sort of in doubt that he was going to go on and get that big score. And to be honest, he, he shouldn't have even been out by the looks of it. It didn't look like he had clipped his glove when he got out on an penultimate ball the innings it looked like it had hit his bicep so he was even unlucky to not finish with a not out and as you say he was let go by Ricky Ponting and the Delhi Capitals yesterday I don't know whether they might be regretting it a little bit now but I'm sure plenty of other franchise teams in the IPL and in other franchises will be looking at him because he's a wicket keeping option he's an opening bat option and he's got some good figures behind him and he's got the experience so I'm sure he won't have any difficulties in finding a spot elsewhere That dismissal that you're talking about it didn't look like he got bat on that. We've tried to steer clear of DRS on this podcast as much as we can, but it just keeps rearing its head. In that instance, it didn't make any difference, did it? Because it was it was right towards the end of the uh, Adelaide innings. But this competition is crying out for DRS. They've got to get it next season, haven't they? Yeah, DRS has got to be in all of, for me, all of these big franchise tournaments. You can't be classing yourself as one of the best tournaments in the world and then not having something like DRS that in the end can make a big difference, really, to results based on 
on the decisions. And to be fair to the Australian umpires, it's not just them. I saw the South African umpire gave an absolute shocker against one of the Pakistani uh, women batsmen yesterday. So it's not just them. But you've got to be thinking that the ICC surely have got to come up with a way that DRS is in all international matches and in all of the top franchise tournaments. It's a tough job now, man, isn't it? Being an umpire in, in top level cricket. There's cameras everywhere in that ground. They can play replays at the uh, really slow motion. You've got all the Hawkeye and Snicko and everything else out there that can help the TV companies broadcast the game. But it exposes the umpires, doesn't it? It's a tough, tough job to do it right. And they actually need that technology on their side rather than actually in the case of the Big Bash. It's against them, isn't it? Yes, sir. They do need it right now, but it should be either or all. Uh, we cannot just use it halfway with one review or two review. We just need to rectify each and every one, de- every decision being given, whether it is wrong or right. Uh, because in earlier days, we used to see the impact what David Shepard and uh, everyone brought. Uh, they never, they were hardly wrong, but the focus and the concentration level leading that time uh, was uh, just impeccable. And uh, right now, with the technology bringing in, brought in, I feel that the umpires are taking it a bit more lightly so I feel uh, just when the players are fine when this, there are slow over rates and everything I feel there should be an impact on the umpires too so that uh, I have seen the pretty bad decisions given in this year's Big Bash I feel the standards of umpiring has uh, gone too low this time so even after bringing the DRS uh, yes the decisions are going to improve but uh, there should be a, a clear borderline and there should be a loss to the umpiring level as well where the umpire only then the umpiring can improve just by bringing DRS. We have seen in the test matches in India, Australia also, how uh, DRS is uh, making uh, mistakes. Uh, so it's not a foolproof technology. He's a tough man, isn't he, now, man? He's a tough man. These umpires have it hard, Ash, don't they? They are exposed by the fact that every mistake they make is played ad infinitum on TV coverage. Yeah, it's a really hard job, isn't it? Let's be honest. You're watching people bowl a ball at 95 miles an hour and you're trying to decide whether that's going to hit three reasonably small stumps and things like that it's not easy at all and so I think the umpires need the DRS to help them more than anything it shouldn't be about criticising umpires they're doing the best they can human error is always going to be there they're not deliberately getting decisions wrong when there's something available there to help them why on earth it's not being used just seems a little bit silly and if I was one of the umpires I would be so annoyed because you probably wouldn't mind if it didn't make have an effect on the game if actually they play it back or you've got it wrong get on with it move on it doesn't affect anyone but the fact that at the moment they get something wrong it affects the game massively and it's getting replayed on TV showing the wrong but they're not allowed to use that to make it right it just seems very very silly In changing times like these make a change yourself buy your own home Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first-time buyer deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Adelaide Strikers, um, as I say, 197 for five. Alex Kerry's 100, as you said, the first one in the Big Bash this season. We've had, this is the fourth 
46th match of this um, Big Bash campaign and that's the first century we've seen that's quite surprising because we've seen some good innings in this one but he's the first man to get to three figures quite quite surprising with the Italians uh, Big Bash is throwing away but uh, it was hard luck as well I feel uh, McDermott was the most unluckiest man uh, in this year's Big Bash uh, he missed two good hundreds uh, both time they were chasing and he opened for Hobart and both times he got into the 90s uh, but uh, yes overall just exceptional betting uh, there should have been more hundreds with the talent this Big Bash is producing uh, but uh, I feel that there is more of shuffles uh, earlier I had mentioned that Alex Carey should bat up the order and not at fourth or fifth position because the best batsmen need to take the more balls and more deliveries needs to face the heat uh, first four overs uh, I feel even in this uh, Brisbane heat we saw quite a few shuffles in every match earlier Rainshaw used to open uh, then Lean was one down coming one down so there are quite a few shuffling going around in major of the teams uh, I feel best of the batsmen needs to face the major deliveries and you saw the impact today what Kerry brought uh, when he was opening the batsmen so just uh, brilliant and I feel uh, the level Big Bash is having right now more hundred uh, should have been scored this year getting to the pointy end of this Big Bash League campaign now Ash and it's starting to take shape isn't it but I think it was about a week ago we said there's about four points between um, second place team and the seventh place team there's now three points between them we've got Perth is in second place playing 11 games they're on 24 Stars are on 24 Strikers are now on 24 Thunder are on 23 slipping down the table with three defeats on the bounce Hurricanes are on 23 just dropped out of the playoff zone and the Brisbane Heat have now dropped to seventh they're on 21 but four points for a win in this ladder yeah one win for the Brisbane Heat they go up into second it's crazy I think this new point system has led to it being tighter and more teams involved for longer which I think is obviously what Cricket Australia would have been after so it's brilliant for them and it has made it really interesting and today you've seen test players coming back into the teams and you just don't know how that's going to affect teams as well so it's been a really interesting if not difficult I guess for the teams yeah because we've had not had the usual home and away games we've had lots of different venues and it's just made it so tight and then Covid possibly one of the only good things to come from it in terms of cricket really seems to be this in the big bash because of the different changes they've had to make it's almost helped it to become such a really tight affair and good luck to anyone who really wants to definitely go out there and predict who the the knockout stages are going to feature because it really is other than the Sixers it's totally open I've just actually gone through the um, the league table a really easy exercise to do this because you just take the wins and, and times them by two to get uh, the points as they would have been with two points for a win and everything else decided by net run rate the Sixers would still be top they'd be on 16 points four clear of four teams the Scorchers the Strikers the Thunder and the Hurricanes would have uh, all got six wins so they'd be on 12 points the team that's actually benefited from this new rule and picking up the big bash boost points the most as it stands now is the Melbourne Stars because they've actually only got five wins on the board so far they did have a a, a washed out game didn't they but they would have had 10 points in terms of the the old competition in fact they'd have had 11 wouldn't they because they'd have got no result points as well so we'll stick that in there they're the team that's actually higher in the table because of the new system than they would have been in the old one now man but overall the old point system it would still been really tight as well very much uh, I feel uh, majorly this uh, one point which is the 10th over point which we get uh, is going to major 
make a major impact going into the business end as you have rightly mentioned that yes they have won only five games but still they are very much a good content going into the top four even at this stage there is a high chances the points are going to be clashed and even run rate is going to make want, an impact don't want that run rate don't want that run rate hate that run rate <laughs> it's, it's one of my big bugbears that we, I mean you're trying to get cricket popular Ash around the world you're having these you know sexy franchise T20 that's all smash bang well up and easy to understand and then you get to the final games and you have to sit somebody down and say well you realise that that team there has to beat that team there but we don't know quite how many by just yet because it, it kind of depends on how many they get in the first innings or if they bat second it's far too complicated we need things to be simple don't we yeah I, I can't disagree net run rate does make it more complicated I guess the issue with the boost point that's starting to show is that maybe it doesn't negate having to use net run rate it's looking like net run rate might still be a factor when it comes down to the side in the table so it's a hard one I know my mate sort of asked about the boost point the other week who was trying to work out what the point of it was I sort of said the idea is it's going to take away net run rate amongst other things and he says well why don't why don't they just make it simple why isn't it just run scored is the first one and if for some reason run scored is by some miracle is the same why is it not wickets taken yeah. And I don't know if something as simple as that might be the better way to go. It's a hard one to say. I do agree. You don't want something as complex as net run rate deciding it when it comes down to it. It's just that we have been seeing it uh, since ages, uh, this concept about net run rate. So we are used to it, still need to adapt the new methodology, which is going to be coming into the international cricket. But I still feel that the first 10 overs cannot decide uh, one point because it's, everything depends on the situation, uh, how a particular team goes and builds a target for the chasing team and how the chasing team will uh, get, uh, get to that but I feel added advantage is to the second batting in this chasing uh, one point uh, uh, in the first 10 overs I mean people could say that Duckworth Lewis is equally complicated and that decides many games but at least you can stick that on the scoreboard can't you and when a team's batting second you know what the par score is for that and even if you don't understand how they've got to that figure you know where a team might be and I actually think that Duckworth Lewis even on a sunny day um, is a good guy to how a team's getting on in the second innings of a game because it uh, gives you that kind of benchmark yeah net run rate for me any alternative even just tossing a coin any alternative is better than net run rate cricket's a game played with balls you've got to look after them in the field badges are furry creatures my friends at manscape.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there oh get rid of all that excess fur make sure that you're neat and tidy Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, I'm feeling all good now, Danimus set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance. Compact design. Advanced engineering. Ceramic blade. Waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers. Revivers. Preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. Um, let's go back through this game Adelaide Strikers as we said made 197 for 5 Alex Carey fantastic 101 from him we had uh, 36 as well from Jake Weatherall those two added 66 for the first wicket inside 6 overs before Weatherall was the uh, first man out we saw Travis Head 25 26 for Phil Salt going down to number 4 and uh, 2 wickets apiece for Marnus Labashain 2 for 20 for him with his leggies in fact he was the best bowler 2 for 20 for Marnus Labashain coming back out of the uh, test team in 
into the Brisbane Heat side. He was also their top scorer, 28 from him, opening the innings, 25 the next best from Max Bryant, who was the super sub in for Mornay Morkel. Mornay Morkel, extracted from a T20 game, despite all of his experience, but all out for 116, the uh, Brisbane Heat, losing really heavily, 4 for 27 from Wes Agar, who is enjoying a terrific BBL 10, and 3 for 13 for the evergreen Peter Siddle. Seeing the Adelaide strikers home takes them up to fourth place in the ladder but it's that revolving door nature of these uh, top five playoff positions apart from the Sydney Sixers who seem to be permanently stuck at the top of the table everybody else is winning games and rotating in and out of those uh, top five places it's going to be fascinating over the next two or three games left for each side who actually ends up being in the top five we've got double headers triple headers to come over the next week where it's all decided who will make the playoffs as we go through to the final on February the 6th bluecrocodile.co.uk sorts your mortgage in a snap are you a first time buyer with your eyes on that dream house are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you 10% deposit mortgages are returning if you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Morning, Morkel. X-Factor Super Sub. One over today, went for 10 runs, um, and then he was uh, hooked by the Brisbane Heat. But the 36-year-old, 86 test matches, 117 one-day internationals, 44 T20 internationals, a combined what over 500 international wickets to his name. He bowls one over in the big bash. Ash, and he's seen surplus to requirements. That's a bit rude, isn't it? Yeah, you can't imagine he'll be best impressed I mean we felt bad for Danny Briggs who was a relative well was a newcomer to, to the big bash um, him getting subbed but for someone of sort of morning Morkel's stature and experience to be subbed seems just a little bizarre and a little bit harsh and you can't imagine he'll be too happy it, it was sort of understandable in the fact that you could tell the strikers were looking to put on a very big total but then at the same time you, you surely you want morning Morkel someone as experienced as him to try and drag you back into the game to try and get to or three quick wickets and change the game so I can understand yeah you want to bring Bryant in to add to your batting but it just, for me it just didn't make sense I'd have rather have kept Morning Morkel there I'd have took the chance that he can hit a, he can hit a big ball if needed occasionally to be fair they played Max Bryant quite low down the order so yeah it, it was an odd one I'd have kept for Morkel but I'm not being paid the big money to be a coach <laughs> Right, that's that's where cricket's going wrong, Ash. That's where cricket's going wrong. Um, Naman, you you uh, tweeted onto our WhatsApp group or t- messaged onto our WhatsApp group rather. Because I, I listened to this game on the radio, I didn't see the pictures of it, and you were talking me through the uh, the Michael Nessa catch uh, at the end of the game. There, explain it to me. Paint pictures with words, Neman. It was just the last wicket and uh, Swepson just hit it in the mid-on. But Nesser was uh, just running towards his left and it was a complete blinder, one-handed with his left hand. It was just adding... uh just a superb catch uh, not explainable at all and he was sitting on the bench warming up the whole test series he just played the warm-up matches and uh, he just announced himself today why he is needed in the team and uh, it was just a superb catch and uh, adding to the carries 100 uh, I feel this is one of the best moment of today's match along with that 100 two questions quick answers how, how, how hard was he hit at him it was not that hard 
but it was quite a blindly heated ball but he was going towards the left and he it was a full stretch left-handed one a left-handed catch you've anticipated my second question you've done a good job there Naman in explaining that bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match I'm going to make this very easy for you Ash Alex Carey yes or no obviously yes Naman Alex Carey yes or no yes Alex Carey with 101 from 62 balls 10 fours and 3 sixes he is our blue crocodile Crocodile cricketer of today's match. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at bluecrocmoney or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile. And let's have a look at the uh, the Big Bash table then and, and try and anticipate where we see the winner coming through from. Sydney Sixers have obviously had a 8 out of 11 start in the Big Bash. They're on 32 points at the top of the table. But you don't win the trophy by topping the Big Bash ladder. It all depends on the playoffs and getting through to the final and winning that final. So the Sydney Sixers have job only kind of two thirds done so far. They're bound to get themselves into that top game in the playoffs, which gives them an added uh, or a kind of safety net in terms of reaching the final, but they've not won it yet. First Scorchers are in second on 24 points from 11 games played. So they've got a game in hand on now the Melbourne Stars who have played 12 and are on 24 as well. Adelaide Strikers move up to 24 from 12-2 23 from 11 for the Sydney Thunder who are out of Thorm now and need to steady that ship otherwise they're going to fall out of the top 5 Hobart Hurricanes are on 23 from 11 and and now need to win their next game and the Brisbane Heat um, after 12 games are on 21 we can forget about the Renegades who can't qualify it is so open this Ash isn't it any one of the top 7 can still win this big bash trophy we get to this kind of stage in the tournament and all of a sudden you see a team I mean we got the internationals back we spoke about that yesterday Yesterday, but the team suddenly hits their straps and goes through the playoffs and, and, and lifts the trophy. Who's it going to be? Or is it going to be the Sixers? Are they just going to be the dominant force all the way through? I think personally, I still can't see past the Sixers. They've got Moises and Riquez back tomorrow for them. He's going to be a big player, obviously. As we all know, he's a great player in the white ball format. And so... <sighs> I can't see past them. The only team that look on form that they can compete with them is probably the Scorchers. But I still got question marks over Jason Roy and Cameron Bancroft in that lineup, if I'm really honest. And I think you look at the other teams, strikers look stronger today with people back, even though they've lost Rashid Khan. But I still can't see them or the Hurricanes or the Thunder or even Melbourne Stars really competing with those top two for me. It's just whether when it comes down to it on the day whether Roy and Bancroft can have a good day at the office really for the Scorchers if so I think they've got it in themselves to beat the Sixers but the Sixers are just the most consistent team and probably the strongest for me now, man, what do you think? Uh, talk about the Sixers. Where do you see their biggest challenge coming from? Good players and now the international players coming in. I feel the Adelaide Strikers is looking more dangerous. Not playing Rashid Khan today, even in his absence, they have made sure that Brisbane Heat loses is comprehensively. So I feel uh, Perth Scorchers, they know how to win the trophies. Uh, it's all about the nerves going into the top four. Sydney Sixers just need to be upbeat and I feel both Henry Case, his entry will make a massive difference uh, for Sydney Sixers and I feel Perth and both Adelaide are going to be stronger for them. I'm hoping that the Perth Scorchers come good. They've obviously got themselves up into second now after a poor start to the campaign and they've now won six 
and, and lost four. They're looking pretty handy, but obviously still not safe. They're, they're still not guaranteed getting through into the playoff places. It, it, one of the things that you can get at this stage, a player like a Jason Roy for Perth Scorchers, like an Alex Hales for Sydney Thunder, suddenly hits a purple patch and enjoys six big innings on the bounce. They can pretty much win the trophy on their own, can't they? Because T20 is that kind of format, isn't it? Where if one batsman suddenly hits that purple trot ash, they can win matches from you know from any position. Yeah, I think that's the difficulty now in predicting it because, as you say, with T20 being the way it is and sort of the tournament working as it is, you just need one player or maybe two at most in a team to really come into form and that can be the big difference and that can be what wins your tournament. I know my team, the Thunder, that's what they need. They are desperate more than anything for Alex Ailes to have a run of four or five games where he's hitting close to a ton or even a ton. Even someone like Ferguson or Ali Davis coming in a little bit later or even Billings doing doing the same and take just one player for your team to win it for you. They're the kind of players now, man, aren't they, that these teams are going to be looking at. They're, they're stellar batsmen, they're star player. Can you go up a level? Can you take as, as far as you can in this tournament? You know, rather than getting the, a 20 or a 30 for a Stoinis or a, an Alex Hales, can you go and get the Alex Carey ton and win his games on your own? This is what it makes uh, them different from the likes of Steve Smith, Kane Williams and Coley's and all they don't play the rash shots and uh, it's not only about 20s and 30s it's all about making an impact uh, taking the ho- team home uh, staying over there for 20 overs it's not just whacking every ball so Stoin is the likes of Stoinis and Hills are pretty much so experienced they have played not only about Big Bash they have played every league all over the countries and worldwide so I feel it's not about just here making the impact in the first 4 to 6 overs where the players are inside in the 30 yard circle but it's all about converting those 30s into huge hundreds and making an impact that they are much more what they have seen right way. They have shown the world right now and uh, team into the top four and maybe win the title for them. Adelaide Strikers then winning today by 82 runs, taking all four points against the Brisbane Heat. That win takes the Strikers up in the table to fourth place. The Brisbane Heat now in seventh, but as I say, only three points behind second place per scorches. There is all to play for as we go through the remainder of this big bash league campaign and then into the playoffs and the excitement of that Ash and Naman you'll be joining me as we go through the rest of this tournament but for now thank you for joining me today cheers James cheers Naman cheers James cheers Ash thanks everybody out there as well for listening to these Big Bash daily podcasts thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these podcasts like subscribe leave a nice comment if you can and give us a follow on Twitter at cricket underscore badger we'll be back again tomorrow with more Big Bash chat as these Big Bash games hot up as we look for those top five teams to take us into the playoffs. I've been James, the Cricket Badger, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Podcast Network.